Welcome, Texan fans, to another episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Today, we will discuss with some very important people, friend of the shows, the Saints side of things and the Panther side of things, how this can get worked out, and eventually Deshaun will choose his destination and what Houston could possibly get in return. Also, we will use today's ending part of our closing thoughts to discuss what Houston has been doing so far in free agency and allow that to continue throughout the rest of the week. But first, before everything kicks off, Cody, start the countdown. Let's take him down that yellow brick road. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a hump day edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrated's Cody Davis, here to, here to discuss, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints. Hmm. We got to sprinkle in uh, the last member of the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons, right? They just woke up and felt lucky to figure they had some <laughs> odds to Deshaun Watson. As the, new, the NFC South wants to get competitive. And Deshaun Watson is the number one target. We will have Ross Jackson on from the Locked On Saints. And, Cody, you also had an opportunity to speak with Miss Sheena Quick, a Carolina Panther beat reporter. So that's going to be a fun conversation. And I can't wait for the listeners to hear what both parties have to say so they can be in the comments or in the listening section going back and forth and arguing mm. who will provide <laughs> the best trade package for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and look, I don't want to waste nobody's time. Let's jump right into it with my interview with Miss Sheena Quick. And ladies and gentlemen, I think you guys are going to love what Miss Quick had to say. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Check Texans. And as you see, we have our friend, Miss Sheena Quick, Panthers beat reporter from 1340 AM Fox Sports. Sheena, what's going on? And welcome back to Locked On Texans. Everything is going on. <laughs> can't even get my lashes done today because I can't afford to have my eyes closed for two hours. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. So let's, let's jump right into it. As you know, the Carolina Panthers were one of, I believe, as of right now at the time of this recording, three teams who have met with Deshaun Watson. And it seems like the Carolina Panthers are serious contenders to land Deshaun. So what can you actually share to our listeners about how serious the Carolina Panthers are about getting their hands on Deshaun Watson? Well, I'll say this. Um, after last year and then the season before, I was told in, in Indy at the Combine that money is irrelevant when it comes to fixing that quarterback position. So they're definitely all in. Um, as far as them being the front runners, I know for sure that they offer the best package above and beyond mm -hmm. for Houston. It would be in Houston's mm -hmm. best interest for for the Panthers to um, be their trade partner. But ultimately, it's down. it comes down to Deshaun Watson. And as of this morning, I was hearing that he's leaning towards the Browns um, just because of the wow. roster and the situation with coaching staff and things like that. Things are a little unstable at Carolina. You got to think of um, they lost Hassan Reddick to free agency. They were mm -hmm. set to lose Stephon Gilmore. Um, they're set to lose Dante Jackson. Those are pretty much the nucleus of that Panthers defense other than um, Brian Burns. 
mm-hmm. who we know that Houston really, really wants. <laughs> so it's like, do you completely gut your team to bring DW to Carolina? And with gutting the team, is that going to make Carolina a um, an attractive landing spot for DW, or is it, or is Carolina the new Houston mm. in terms of like the instability with you know the, the head coach? Um, he, he his job is is on the line. Uh, you know, the offensive line, they're trying to get it worked out through free agency, but, and they also offered, I can, I can confirm this. They're offering to extend Watson immediately should mm. he choose Carolina so that they'll make they'll, that will make room under the salary cap for them to pursue a left tackle or an offensive line piece to make him a little bit more comfortable. Mm. I know you mentioned that as of right now, the Carolina Panthers um, has offered the Houston Texans the best trade package. Can you share, if you can, what in, what what are the details in that trade package, whether it be picks and players? It is a combination of picks and players, but that is so fluid, so I don't really want to say with certainty um, okay. who those players are going to be. I just know that for Houston, they really want Brian Burns. Mm, gotcha. And I don't know if the Panthers can aff- afford to part with him after letting Hassan Reddick go in free agency. Mm. Um, and I know this might be a long shot, and I'm very interested to see how this will work. Now, I don't think they will be forced to move on from him, because correct me if I'm wrong, over the last couple of days, Carolina has cleared what, what, like almost they're $30 million? Dollars? Yeah, they, they're, they're clearing make, they're space. Making room. They're making room, but it's like, what's going to be left? Mm-hmm. And um, with that being said, what are they going to do or what are the plans in order to get their hands on Deshaun? What are the plans they, they have for Christian McCaffrey? He is a running back. They, I think they're trying to move on from him. Um, he is a, a great running back when healthy. He's only played 10 of the last 33 games for the Panthers, so that's kind of a hurdle to clear. In addition to the extension that made him the highest paid running back a couple seasons ago, the Panthers have not started to pay that yet. So you have to find a trade partner that's willing to take on that massive contract as well as the um, injury history of Christian McCaffrey. Now, it would be such a Carolina Panthers thing to trade Christian McCaffrey and then he plays every single game next season and balls out <laughs> for whatever team he goes to. But the biggest hurdle is his availability and the the size of that contract. So we'll see. I mean, what's crazy is free agency hasn't even officially started yet. And it's just been <laughs> absolutely crazy. It's not set to start correct me if I'm wrong, tomorrow at 4, mm-hmm. 4 p.m. I don't know if that's Eastern time or whatever, but um, it's set to start tomorrow at 4. Mm. Now, you mentioned that the Cleveland Browns, as of right now, he's leading towards Cle- Cleveland, which I'm a little bit surprised by that because, you know, I, well, I thought – oh, go ahead. Look at, the, look at the roster, though. Are you surprised? Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I was looking at it from the standpoint of J- them losing Jarvis Landry, um, but you know, just thinking about they, that's still a good defense. Um, they still got Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper. They just added. I think Deshaun and Amari will be good. Plus, you know, they got one of the best run games in the league. But you know, in terms of Carolina, what is it about Carolina that sort of has Deshaun Watson a little bit shine away? Because from the outside looking in, it seems like that could be the best destination for him, not just on the field, but definitely off the field, given that, you know, he basically became Deshaun Watson in that area. I think that people, AKA media places way too much stock on players returning (laughs) to their hometown or where they play college. Like it does not hold the weight that people think it holds. It just simply doesn't. Um, It's not like he's, you know, like he grew up in Charlotte. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or even South Carolina. Of course, he went to Clemson, but he's from Georgia. If we're going to say that, then we we could say that Atlanta looks like a good spot for him. And we know <laughs> that it's not. Yeah. And, and, you know, just a few minutes ago, Adam Schefter reported that Atlanta is in the mix. 
I don't think they're going to really be, you know, a viable option, but stranger things have happened. As mm. far as Carolina being attracted to him, they're willing to sell the farm, but when you sell the farm, he's going to be in there by himself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the way that, um, that it's going right now and what Houston wants from Carolina, what they're willing to give up. I keep replaying in my mind that image of Will Smith walking into the mansion in Bel Air and he's the only <laughs> person, like all the furniture is gone. So yeah. at that point, is it attractive if you're the only, you know, I mean, yeah, you have DJ Moore, but are you going to have time to stay up right and find him? Mm. So that's why, you know, Carolina does present the best package from a team standpoint for Houston because they get all these assets and draft picks. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, DW has to approve the trade because of the NTC. And I don't know if he wants to go to a team that has completely been gutted to accommodate him. You mm. never know, though. They're, they're, they're making moves. They're trying to get under the cap. They're trying to, you know, they're, if the Panthers are able to salvage their players and just send draft picks, that would be the best scenario, but I just don't see trading away Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns and you know, <laughs> after all of the other free agents that you lost um, from that number, from that top five defense last year, and it's still being attractive to Deshaun Watson. Mm. Last question before getting out of here. As of right now, I know you mentioned that the Cleveland Browns, you know, have the best chance um, to land Deshaun, but, you know, from, from what, what do you think if, if Deshaun gets traded today, where do you think that breaking news will come from? Would it be Atlanta? Would it be Charlotte? Would it be New Orleans? Would it be Cleveland? I feel like it's between Cleveland and Carolina. I mm. really do. I think that Atlanta and, and the Saints are in there just, you know, to throw some throw throw a monkey wrench in things and perhaps drive the <laughs> drive, drive the cost up, especially with Tom Brady coming back to the NFC South. Mm -hmm. But Atlanta with the, the well, they they did restructure Matt Ryan, but I don't think they restructure Matt Ryan to bring Deshaun Watson in. Yeah. Those are just my opinions, though. <laughs> Sheena, quick. Sheena, really quick. Where can our listeners follow you at on social media? Uh, I am I have the same screen name on Instagram and Twitter, and that's Sheena underscore Marie and the number three. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Sheena. And who knows? We'll probably be doing this again in the next couple of days. <laughs> if not tonight, the Browns flight is scheduled to leave um, Houston around 8 o'clock tonight. Okay. So, okay. um not saying that they're going to be meeting all the way from three to eight. I don't, I don't think they'll meet that long, but mm -hmm. that kind of gives us a little timetable of it, possibly getting a decision or a deal done today. And, and really quick, I'm pretty sure the Texans want to get a deal done sooner rather than later because it's the start of the new league year. His 30 to 40, 40 million dollar um, salary becomes guaranteed. Correct. Correct. Mm, well, who knows? I, I guess. <laughs> I guess I see you tomorrow, this weekend, yeah, next week. <laughs> Talk to you soon, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. John, listeners and viewers, you guys know me. I love to give time stamps anytime we are waiting for big news to drop. I had an opportunity Absolutely. to uh, speak with Miss Sheena Quick um, yesterday at around 12 o'clock. And at that time, as you guys heard, um, the he, um, Deshaun Watson was seriously considering the Cleveland Browns, which you guys saw. It was a little bit of a surprise, if you ask me. Well, yeah, and we saw those reports. We also saw reports that if Cleveland and Deshaun are able to, you know, partner up and he decides to make that his destination, which I don't know why anybody would want to go to Cleveland if you're not just a kid from Akron, but Cleveland would not. Now, the not kid from Akron didn't even want to stay in Cleveland. <laughs> right, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, the Cleveland Browns will not include Baker Mayfield in that trade package. Of course, 
which leads me to believe that if Baker does not get traded to Houston, then maybe if we're just kind of foreshadowing a little bit, the Indianapolis Colts may look mm. to be in play for Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm only speaking of this team because the Houston Texans are in the AFC South, and whatever the Jags, the Colts, and the Titans do will affect us in terms of if they get better or not. And I look at the Baker Mayfield as a possible trade destination for Indy. They may look at – they are consider, seriously considering Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. I think a deal has not gotten – done yet because Indy may be waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson and if a free agent or if a quarterback will be available for either trade or be will be released after Watson lands with uh, whatever team he will be going to to play football for. This is that time of year. Everybody pretty much gives up on their New Year resolutions. It's March. You know, January 1st was a very long time from now, and I get it. A lot has happened. Gas prices going up, inflation is at an all-time high, and sometimes you just want a snack or a treat to get you throughout the day. I get it. No blame here. I've, you know, fell down a couple of times, but we all get up, and the best way to get up is with a built Bar. One thing about Bill Bar, if you're going to sneak and get one of those chocolate snacks from the gas station, well, you might as well go ahead and place an order for a Bill Bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate with some of the best flavors out on the market. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the white chocolate cookies and cream, which is, has become one of my favorite as well. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. That's part about it. Most Bill Bar contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Stick around. Locked on Saints. Ross Jackson will be discussing the possible Deshaun Washington trade. Woo! It's going to get cooking. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL with Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And as Cody said in the first segment, I don't want to waste your time. Ross Jackson of the Locked On Saints, one of the greatest persons in the world, man, bar none. But I don't want Deshaun Watson to go to New Orleans because I'm a Saints hater. Let's go ahead and kick the interview off with Ross Jackson. Check this out. Welcome back in Locked On Texans, listeners and viewers out there. As promised, Ross Jackson from the Locked On Saints. One of my favorite guys to talk sports with, our channel coordinator, but he's all Saints all the time. Ross, welcome into the Locked On Texas podcast. Hey, brother. Good to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me on to on the show. It's the first time I've seen you since the Senior Bowl, since Mobile. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, to man. You. We've got the draft coming up. I know you guys are super excited about that down mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And um just want to kind of talk about the Saints and the Texans right now. Now, normally when we talk about New Orleans and Houston, that's a food debate. Who has the better food? <laughs> but right now, we're talking about Deshaun Watson, who has named the Saints, along with the Carolina Panthers, as his top two 
trade destinations as of right now. The Cleveland Browns are trying to throw their name into the hat, and uh, the Colts tried to throw their name into the hat, but that was a no-go. So, Ross, at what point during the process did New Orleans become uh, a top pick for Deshaun Watson so he'll be so hell-bent on getting uh, Watson over to New Orleans? Yeah, look, I think that very likely it simply comes down to them and the Carolina Panthers being the first teams to submit trade offers. And I don't know where those trade offers align with what the Houston Texans have asked for. I know the asking price was pretty hefty, three first-round picks, a couple of seconds, maybe some additional draft compensation, and then young starters and rookie contracts. The Saints certainly have all of that, but I imagine that it'll come in a little bit lesser than that, considering this guy still has 22 civil cases open on him when it comes to sexual misconduct or allegedly so. And so with all of that, I think that probably over the course of the last couple of days after we saw the criminal charges not or the criminal cases not lead to charges on Friday is very likely when the Saints really got into the mix. And reportedly, the big push has been head coach Dennis Allen in terms of trying to go out there and get Deshaun Watson as well. So the Saints may be one of the only teams in terms of this conversation that has the capital to be able to move to get the quarterback to New Orleans but still give him something when he gets there uh, at least that's certainly I'm sure what they hope now per Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network New Orleans will include more than three first rounders are there any additional access in terms of players that uh, New Orleans will send to Houston to get this deal done yeah, I would say probably in addition to the three first rounders, maybe a day two selection, whether it be this year or next year, and then very likely one of those starters that's on a rookie deal. And there are certainly a few of those that the Saints could dip into. There are those on the defensive side, which I think they'd be a little bit more intent on holding on to. CJ Gardner-Johnson, Pete Werner, Paulson Adebo, for instance, maybe even Marcus Davenport. I think that the Saints, after restructuring Marcus Davenport's deal, they'll kind of signify that he's staying in New Orleans. So it could be some of those other guys that are on r- recent rookie deals, although CJ Gardner Johnson would be really, really tough for this team to let go. So I would probably look on the offensive line, a guy like Cesar Ruiz, maybe Eric McCoy being the two that could potentially end up getting moved in addition to that draft capital. Speaking of draft capital, I want to kind of switch that over to the salary cap. And I know you may love where this is going. You love salary cap discussions. How can the New Orleans Saints, uh, in terms of salary cap, make this work? Yeah, I mean, you trade for Deshaun Watson and then you restructure his contract. You knock his 20 some odd million dollar, you know, uh, base salary down to a $1.035 million vet minimum. You take the rest of that money that you knock down and then spread it out across the salary cap hit for the next five years since he'd effectively be under contract with the Saints for at least through what, 2025. And then they could tack on some void years at the end of that deal to go ahead and extend that hit on. So it, it's easy for them to go ahead and do that. It, it wouldn't be a big deal for them to get that figured out. Uh, you know, he wouldn't carry that full base salary and therefore cap hit to New Orleans for, you know, the entirety of the 2022 season, they would effectively just restructure at the moment that he got there. The Panthers, the Saints, and now Atlanta is throwing their hands, uh, their names into the hat. It seems like South does not want to lose to Tom Brady, who just came back. Uh, you know, we actually did a, re- a recorded a show, and in the midst of ending our show, that news broke and we had our, <laughs> uh, break all discipline throughout the show. But uh, nobody wants to lose to Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady, but the NFC South has always been very competitive with each other. If the Saints does indeed pull this trade off and beat the Panthers by getting Deshaun Watson, what will that mean for the NFC South future? 
Uh, I think you would expect to see the Carolina Panthers try to make another move at quarterback, whether it's bringing in Jameis Winston or whether it's going out and moving for another, you know, team's quarterback, like maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance. I I would expect that they would continue their search for their quarterback because I don't think Sam Darnold is their answer. I don't think that Sam Darnold can be Matt Rule's answer either, who could be nearing the twilight of his time as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And so I would imagine it would start a little bit of an arms race for the Carolina Panthers in terms of trying to keep up. The thing about the Atlanta Falcons is that if the Falcons don't end up getting that trade they just restructured Matt Ryan's contract and he'd be 55 million dollars in dead cap this season if they tried to move him so unless you're getting that franchise quarterback you're probably not moving on from Matt Ryan so they'd kind of be left where they are while Carolina would still have the opportunity to continue to build so I'd imagine that Atlanta would finally put in a focus to their defense and then start to rebuild that in free agency and in the draft meanwhile New Orleans would be trying to build up the weapons around Deshaun Watson Alvin Kamara Michael Thomas and then hoping that both Alvin Kamara and Deshaun Watson could be on the field at the beginning of the season because there's the court of the law and then there's the court of the NFL which could amount to some suspension of varying lengths for Alvin Kamara and Deshaun Watson but that would be a 2022 problem while the New Orleans Saints would be investing in the future in Carolina and eventually Tampa would also have to be concerned about that as well what do they do after this year with a new franchise quarterback in New Orleans Ross Jackson of the Locked On Saints I'm sorry the Locked On Saints podcast before we get out of Ross, let everybody know they can find the Locked On Saints podcast and all of the amazing work you do. Hey, appreciate that. Yeah, for everything going on around Deshaun Watson, as I'm sure that a lot of people here that are on this, uh, that watch this show, want to know what's going to happen with him, where he's going to go. Uh, right now, if it's the New Orleans Saints, the easiest way to keep up with all that is the Locked On Saints podcast every Monday through Friday, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, and on YouTube as well. And of course, over at Saints Wire, part of the USA Today family. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N O L A. Appreciate you having me on, John. Pleasure to be here with you, bud. You know, John, listeners and viewers, <laughs> I would not mind if Deshaun Watson, the buyer side of me, get in his car, go down I-10 East, and make the New Orleans Saints you think he's destination. You think he's I think mean, driving, flying, whatever the case might be. Look, I'm pretty sure a lot of us listening to this podcast, you and I recording this podcast, have taken that drive plenty of times throughout our life. I know I have. I'm you still in <laughs> but you know that's the buy side of me and when i take a look at the panthers when i take a look at even the cleveland browns and we're going to talk about this in a little bit the atlanta falcons i do think in terms of the offensive weapons that the new orleans saints do give Deshaun watson the best chance of winning but i'm not sure if the saints actually has the best trade proposal out there for the houston texans now that's the reporter side of me but john you know we talk about carolina we talk about um, the New Orleans Saints. It's crazy that it seems like Deshaun's next destination will be somewhere in the NFC South because by the time John and myself got done with these interviews, then it really came out that the Atlanta Falcons are making right. a big play for right. Deshaun. Yeah, and, and I would say that when we look at destinations for Deshaun, we also got to be the head coach is going to be Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. In Carolina, um, compared to Dennis Allen in New Orleans, right? And so, and uh, his name, I'm sorry, his name escapes me, but the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, who I think did a very good job in year one, given what he was given, right? So, and he is from the Atlanta area, right? When we just evaluate what the Falcons could possibly do, first and foremost, if Atlanta is serious, 
and they really want to trade for Deshaun. And the rumor report is Deshaun and owner Arthur Blank have a connection and that Arthur Blank would love to have Arthur Smith, who was the head coach last year for the uh, Falcons, but Arthur Blank would love to have Deshaun in Atlanta. And one thing that I know about Arthur Blank is he will understand the, you know, the importance of having a Deshaun S player at quarterback for that franchise in that city. That's first and foremost. If they make that move, I'm sorry. Then they would have to deal with the ramifications of Matt Ryan's contract, not the Houston Texans. And that is what scares me the most when I look at the possible destination, I mean, the possible trade of Deshaun going to Atlanta. That would put, if they don't do any restructuring, which I'm sure they will, at his current time, it'll put about $80 to $90 cap space between two players at court. Right? So they're smart. They have their capologists. They'll understand how to break it down. But then I look at what can Atlanta also offer back. Calvin Ridley would not be a part of that trade because he's suspended for the whole 2020 year. They have some promising players on the defensive side of the ball. However, they can't as healthy as you would like them to be. They do have a couple of solid linemen that Houston probably could take on. Uh, but overall, I don't think Atlanta has enough to go and fight against the Panthers and the Saints, which, as we have been talking about, they're all three in the end. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make sure you're listening to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And continuing here with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, as we all know, we are all waiting on the Houston Texans to depart from Deshaun Watson so we can see what we're going to get back. But in the midst of all this, Houston Texans still went about day two of free agency. And John, really quick, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to span on this a little bit more tomorrow or later on in the week, depending on whether or not they trade Deshaun. But some significant moves did go down for the Houston Texans during day two of free agency. First and foremost, after four years, we hinted at it. We thought there was a chance of a reunion, but of course there was not. Justin Reed signed a three-year deal worth $31.5 million to join the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, John, we got the same market that we kind of discussed between the mm-hmm. 9 and 11, right in between yep. for uh, his tier. But shout out to uh, Justin Reed. And Cody, you also did a, a great article with SI Texans that you guys can check out. Cody will let you know about Obo Okra Wonkwo, uh, formerly of Oklahoma, uh, played for the Rams, and dive more into how he can be the Martin moving forward hmm. for the Houston Texans with potentially, you know, a higher role with this team as well. I'm sure Jacob Martin comes back. No, and, and I said that in my article as well. I said um, the signing of, I'm going to call him Big O as of right now because I got to practice his name. But um, I said, you know, the signing of Big O, um, it, it, it indicates one or two things. That 
either Kamaguje Hill will not come back or Jacob Martin will not come back. When I take a look at the big O, I, I see a guy that's going to be a, a significant upgrade to the Texans defensive line. I can see him making that transition from a linebacker to a defensive end that we saw Lovey Smith do last year with Jacob Martin. And by the way, really quick, I want to give you guys some quick stats on the big O. I do believe he's going to be a tremendous upgrade for the Houston Texans. In a limited amount of snaps that he played during his three years with the Los Angeles Rams, he recorded four and a half sacks last year according to pro football focus he posted a pass pass rush grade of 72.8 john listeners and viewers you guys are going to love this he is an all-around defensive end someone that you can put on that defensive front to not only trust to go after the quarterback but he is also someone that will help stop the run last year he posted a run defensive grade of 72.5 so we're going to talk about the big old um justin reed of course the Texans also re-signed Malik Collin, Desmond King to a two-year deal, and they retain Farrell Brown to a one-year deal. I have an interesting theory on that. Yeah. John, I think that might be the least signing that you did, uh, that the, the the least likely signing that you did not like of that that took place during day two of free agency. Yeah, and I also think the biggest news from day two is Larry Tunsil, Nick Asiri, and the Houston Texans uh, agreeing to deal. So, he, you know, <laughs> shout out to Larry for knowing how to work so sweet at the right time, right? If you guys know, Man. check out his Twitter page at King Tunsil. But the text restructured the contract of left tackle Larry Tunsil, turning his base salary into a signing bonus and creating $8.4 million mm. in cap space. Cap number is now 17.7 down from 26.1. And so, uh, once these numbers kind of come together, uh, adding 8.4, I think will allow Houston because they've been doing a lot of re-signing of players. That makes sense, right? Bring in some of our guys that we had an opportunity to evaluate last year and did some of the things that we wanted them to do for them. But this will allow the Houston Texans, and of course, we'll dive more into it on tomorrow to maybe go out there and get a big tier one, tier two free agent signing. And so uh, that was very interesting. Make sure you stick around for tomorrow's show and the day after the rest of the week. Hopefully by Friday, the sun is going. <laughs> and we'll be able to redo a mock draft. Shout out to my boy, Kobe, man. I miss you. Check out hmm. the Locked On Texans on YouTube at Locked On Texans. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans as well. You see the at handle at the bottom of the screen for me. Follow me at John underscore Hickman 12 as well. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I do hope Deshaun Watson goes to New Orleans, but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss him here in the city of Houston. <laughs> Peace. Houston has better food than New Orleans.